It is not uh, strange for me that I have been by myself almost the whole time in 20 years. At least I have not find a man to marry, to live my life with. And uh, I understand it because uh, when God come in year 2000, there were, I was already 48 years old. So to, to train me, to teach me uh, about him and uh, his kingdom, it should take uh, some years to do. And um, and I was 48 years old, so the time slipping away and uh, to make me uh, could, uh, could be teach the, the fastest I could be and, and uh, still not be too old when I have done this teaching this learning um, he had to move fast so there was no time for me to have a man because uh, I am that kind of person that I take care of my family I do everything what my man want me to do and I will uh, tell you about my story from my uh, my first days in my mother's belly, my mother's womb, um, until uh, where I am today, and you will will understand that uh, I do. I have done everything a man tell me to do, and not and have forgot my own life. And in that way, I couldn't do it uh, because uh, then I have no time for God. And you know, he's a jealous God. And then also that he had to, to t teach me about his himself and his kingdom. So there could not be a man in my life. I, had, I was together with a man in year two ta 2010, it was 10 years ago. And uh, it was nothing about God in that time. I was together with him one year and uh, he didn't believe in God. So I never talk about God and I did not so, I didn't do so much. In, uh, in my study about God and, and the talking to God was not so, so extremely much. Uh, but it was very, very strange that that day when we ended, he and I, this man and I, it was like God uh, 
make me could relax a little, take a breath uh, from all this learning about his kingdom. And I got uh, like a vacation for one year. And uh, and I I was uh, in a, like a normal life as I see it, because this man had a car and and we were. He I met him uh, because he was with my daughter in her church, and they have they don't have a, a, only a church. Where she is, uh, they have um, like a cowboy church, so they they do they have um, restaurant and uh, they dance line dance and um, and this man he loved to to dance line dance so he was every Saturday is it like party and music and dance in this church where my daughter is and uh, so it was nice because i met my daughter very much and uh, then i uh, we uh, he drive around in many places and so i i could relax and he he gave me. We were to restaurants, and we, he, uh, bought food for me, and it was nice food, and all these uh, normal things that people do. But uh, the, it was very strange. Uh, one morning, uh, of course, we did sex also, um, and one morning. Uh, we sit and eat uh, breakfast, and suddenly I heard a voice saying to me, very clearly, "Are you going to be sad if you broke up with this man?" It said that to me, and I told told him my my boyfriend. I said that I heard the voice very clearly and uh, we laugh about it and then we should drive away that day to uh, many miles and uh, we, sh we should hit a, a place where it's very beautiful and we should eat there and uh, and then uh, it started already when we start and uh, drive there to that place that he didn't find his way he was used to find his his way everywhere in that area and uh, and he it, it was very strange because he was very much talking about his past past life and he, uh, and he passed by a place where he was working and he was not really uh, together with me in his brain and then uh, 
when we come back, uh, we were hungry uh, because we have been out for many hours, so we were hungry again. And we go to a barbecue um, place, and uh, there come a woman uh, to us. Uh, he, she passed by only, but he didn't want to stay with me. He walked away, and uh, it seems like he knew her. And uh, he didn't want to show that he was together with me. And so I go angry. What was that I said to him? Why did you look like uh, you did? Uh, you were not with me when this woman passed by? And uh, I don't know if he say something, but it's... It was the it was uh, the end of that day and then uh, when we come home he wanted to go to bed with me and I said to him that I can't have sex with you anymore uh, yeah I feel God doesn't want me to have sex with you it's wrong we can be friends, but we, we can never have sex again. It was like, it was also very clear that that uh, it was stop, No more sex. And so, and he be very, very angry at me. That, and he, be, he didn't believe in God, so he thought only I, I, and uh, I lie for him, and he, and he be angry and say bad things about God, and I say that's that's time for you to go, and we are not see each other anymore. So th- that uh, voice I heard in the morning, uh, are you going to be sad? Are you going to be sad if if you broke up with him? The voice say, and it happened. So that uh, that it was some of this. When I was with him, I could wake up in in the night, and and in the room it. W- I remember one day when it we were uh, at a hotel that was very very strange, because the it, that was in like in in a valley, and uh, they had didn't had the internet there, and uh, it was very strange because it was already internet all over the over the Sweden. Uh, and um, Wi-Fi, these things, and uh, so I I thought it was odd that they didn't had, and uh, it was like like the valley had no tourist, even if it was a hotel, it was like like hidden, 
mysterious, valley, valley, and uh, but we were, we decided to sleep there one night, and uh, in the night I wake up and I look, and in, at my feet there was sitting, a big black panther and look, at me. Uh, it was on my side. And then uh, later in the night, I. it was disturbing. It was sounds of many, many people in the room. And this was a place where there were no internet. So it was nothing that could disturb in that way. Uh, so... I don't really remember what it was, but I wake up my boyfriend and say that it's like uh, many voices in the room and he didn't hear it. It was this, uh, like uh, my daughter's father, he never heard anything, but I saw and heard things and uh, and I had a heart to to sleep that night so that place was felt like a very very evil place but I was I was happy when we could go drive away from that place because it was something mysterious with that place and I and um, and that uh, was I was talking about something I should not talk about today, because I should talk about how I escape those Muslim. That's where I am in my story, and uh, it was. Uh, and uh, they have started to make i don't know uh, if if the the muslims people think i i did some with the kids that the kids didn't uh, didn't develop they didn't do the muslim way because i was praying for the kids and touch them so I I give them from God to them and they they change their way especially when it comes to thinking about me that they were very kindly and I I suppose they told the parents that they wanted me as uh, as their nanny for forever that they say that they love me and uh, so the little girl she started to to be in a child care half half uh, of the day she was going in the morning and she she got two friends there and uh, and the uh, the boy was going to the school 
So the mother uh, drove the little girl to the child care in the morning and uh, and go with the, the boy to the school bus. And then it started, I got a, a stalker, uh, a young man that was was hitting on me uh, and I didn't know anything. I, I was innocent. I didn't know it could be very dangerous to open a door for a stranger. So uh, I saw when I go to the school bus that there was a car close to the house and there was sitting a man in, in that red car every morning and then uh, when I go come back to the house he was gone so he waited for me uh, in the morning to to take the the boy to the school bus uh, and then he drove away but one day he uh, call, knock on the door, and I was. It was after I have taken the the little boy to to the school bus, and suddenly he was standing there, in the door I opened, and uh, there was, he was tall, very tall, uh, and uh, if he have done something, I should never have could fight against him um, and he he asked me if there was a mall a store uh, somewhere in that area and it was a very strange question so I said uh, I show, told him where to go and then he left but uh, He's standing at the door, that man. And then um, he started to to call in the telephone. And he was talking about sex. And, and talking about uh, Scandinavian girl was easy uh, to get in bed like that. And I, uh, I told the... The woman in the house, the Muslim woman in the house, about that I got call uh, from a stranger man, and uh, and they make it so he couldn't call anymore. So, but I was not uh, frightened about it, but it was. It was uh, odd for me, uh, but I was not frightened about it. But uh, uh, I was uh, glad when when I could leave uh, that house, as it was this man was waiting for me every morning. And he could have done something later on. So... Um, that I got that 
ticket from my daughter's father and they were not home that day so I could they didn't know that I have this ticket and I hide it very very much so the kids couldn't show it for their parents I think I I took it very high up so they couldn't uh, and uh, and then I waiting for a time to go and uh, it was strange but I felt like I, I didn't want to leave my belongings I, I could have uh, walked out only but I didn't felt like I wanted to leave all my belongings to the Muslim to go through and uh, it doesn't matter through it away that was no nothing but I didn't want them to go through all my belongings so I I had um, I had earlier had a man that I come to know that uh, he have a business and uh, we he took me to some he wanted me to work for him and it was uh, this uh, health health products uh, so he he come and took me to some classes class for health products and I think it was Herbalife Herbalife as it's called and um, and then uh, he took me to out on my birthday also it was very nice he, he took me for a dinner uh, and that was surprising and very nice because it was a nice restaurant and uh, so I had his telephone number and he 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 was had his own own company so he was at home I knew that and I could call him and uh, and I uh, that day I decided to run away from the Muslim people. Uh, I have prepared, I have a cleaning up my room so it was easy to to take with me my, my belongings. And uh, in the morning the little girl, it's like uh, the devil, a whisper in the ears of uh, his own children that something is going on. Uh, maybe you have noticed that also that uh, it's sometimes is going on that it's like evil people know where you are and what you are doing and these things and. Uh, the little girl didn't want to go to the childcare that morning, and I uh, 
frustrated because I I had had decided me to run away that morning, and uh, it uh, everything could happen that morning, and uh, she didn't want to go to childcare, and I say to I talk to that little girl, yes, you know your your friend, your friend in the childcare, they waiting for you. Don't you have fun with? With your friends in the child care, uh, I I smooth her. I try to make him, make her go, and suddenly she say, "I want to go, mommy. I want to go," and the mother was still at home. She, uh, the mother could have left also, as the the little girl didn't want to go. But she was still at home, so she drove this little girl to to the childcare, and I w- uh, went with the the boy to the school bus, and then I I know I did wrong wrong to that boy because I left him, uh, but I I knew that he was smart, intelligent enough for to know what to do. So I, I wrote a note and, uh, and glue it on the door to, and, and told him to go to, he had a friend uh, just across over the street. So I wrote him that I needed to go to the hospital and he he have to go to his friend, and I know that he have the telephone. He knew the telephone number to his father, so only that he could go to his friend and then tell her to call his father. And so, but it uh, it was a little sad about that boy that I left. But I have to. It was about my life. I have to go. Uh, because I I was sick and I knew I couldn't stay in United States because I have been killed of uh, of all this. I had the psoriasis going on, but I didn't know that I was out of blood also in my body. So when I come back to Sweden, I was going directly into the hospital and was laying one week at, at the hospital and they gave me blood. And uh, so I know I have to go. I have to leave before I I move with a Muslim to Washington. I was in Virginia Beach, in Virginia here. And... Uh, and uh, I have an airplane ticket going from Norfolk Airport, so I couldn't leave. And um, so I, uh, they left. And I knew that every it, the parents could come home any minute as they have that kind of job. Uh, 
so they could leave if they felt they have to go home. And especially the mother that was so evil. The father was evil also, but she was very evil. And she could feel that I was on my way to leave. So she could come home. So it was very, very scary. And then I called my friend, this man, and I said that, told him I have to leave. And I say, when? He said to me, and I said, can't you come and, uh, and get my belongings and me from that from this house? And he, and he knew where I lived because he had picked me up for the classes. A class and um, so he said when I say uh, now and he said that uh, I have some clients to call and other things to do he say so I can't come immediately he say but then he felt and he heard on my voice that I was scared very scared and uh, so uh, he say, I, I, I am coming. I, I leave everything and I come immediately to you. So he come with his uh, big truck so we could uh, take in my computers and all my clothes and many things. And uh, I told him that those... Those things are going to uh, a shelter. I'm going to give away that all my, all my uh, not private belonging, all the computer. I have cleaned up the computers uh, from all the information, and I have diskettes from from the computer with me to Sweden, and. Uh, and then we drive to a shelter and gave it away to poor people. And uh, and then uh, I, he drew me to Richard, my boyfriend. Uh, and uh, uh, Richard have, have, was working, working at the company, so he rent a small place so I could be in his place because it was one week left before I should go with the airplane so I have to be with him um, but um, I have got I had a telephone a cell phone and uh, it started to ringing in in my phone and I thought it was this Muslim people calling and it was my friend that have helped me out from that house and he said to me that those Muslim people have have called him because they had on their telephone displays that they could see and they 
also could listen to what I have say uh, to people that I was calling and uh, or they calling me so they spy on me and um, and he say that uh, they are they are calling me and ask me where you are because uh, they know that you call me in the morning and uh, but i don't say it. i don't tell them where you are i i tell them that i don't know and he he did that but then uh, he started a telephone call and uh, i didn't want to to pick the telephone and he, so richard was listen at who is calling in my telephone and he say that it's a private dec- detective detective investigator private investigator and i thought i never thought it was i thought he was kidding with me because i was frightened uh, i was worried when i stay with him so i thought he was only wanted to kidding with me that someone was after me uh, so uh, he said that you can you can look at the telephone number that call you and uh, and he call up the to- telephone number and uh, there was a a voice um, a recording a voice that say that it was the private the in- inspector and uh, investigator and um, so so and we know that there was people after me and uh, that uh, they will soon know where i am so uh, richard he he own uh, much money because he have uh, he was working and he was so good in in this uh, he was educated in electric and technical things and he be like a supervisor took care of all the tools for in the sh- shipyard uh, the the company that he was working for that was in uh, repair uh, those ship military ship uh, so he earned much money so we took uh, we go to a hotel and uh, and we have to go to from hotel to hotel because we couldn't stay more than one night uh, and then we have to change address so no one could come and and take me and uh, it yeah, we were very nervous i didn't go out from the hotel room and uh, and that uh, make richard start to drink very much and he was so drunk and i i didn't have any help from him if something should happen uh, 
the only help it was that he paid for the room and uh, he took me to different hotel so so the, the that day come when uh, when i could uh, go with the airplane so richard took me to the airport and uh, he was crying very much he wanted me to stay in the united states but i say i have to go and he he was uh, crying so much so he didn't let me go that was uh, scaring after it was very scaring because there come people that was very angry at at me because i didn't go up to the airplane and they have to come and get me and and the airplane was 30 minutes late because they were trying to find me and waiting for me and everyone in the airplane was very angry at me but uh, when i i come to and show them my passport at the Norfolk air, airport. The, it was okay when I, uh, I showed them my passport. But when, I, when they wanted to look at my suitcases, uh, I was, they opened the suitcases. Then the woman uh, at the passport control she called me back and said there is something on the computer uh, come back she said to me and i was thinking oh no it's because my daughter's father had bought a ticket a flight ticket on a u.s airway to frankfurt and from frankfurt to Copenhagen and uh, and I was thinking now he have make make them call him if I show up on the airport and uh, so I was very scared I was scared when I was on the airport the whole time but I, I was more scared when I go to to that woman and she say she look at the computer again and look and look and she said oh, that was strange there was something on the computer but now it's gone she said so god helped me by a race he took away what was said on the computer screen she couldn't read it so something was it, uh, something that she should call this man, the Muslim man, call him if I was on the airport. And it was his, where he was working at the US Airway. So when he was a, a financial manager for US Airway, so he had all the control over everything that have with airport, airports and uh, airplane to do uh, but God helped me so I could come up on the aer airplane 
even the people was very, very angry. And I don't know what I say and did at the airplane because I was so so frightened and uh, like in shock over everything that was. So that it was the shortest uh, flight I ever had done. I took uh, like it was 10 minutes then I was in Frankfurt and there in Frankfurt it should be four or five hours waiting and uh, this Muslim man he had his brother in in Germany so if uh, if he had knew that I was on the airplane he could have sent his brother on to the airport to take me but uh, but uh, God kept me and but I was worried until I I was on the airplane this the Scandinavia airplane SAS uh, Scandinavian airplane to Copenhagen then I could relax and when I when I come to the airport in Copenhagen, my daughter's father was there and met me. And he drove me to his home. He was by himself. He was not together with any woman or else he had not done it. But now he, he, he was by himself in the big house. So he let me sleep there for some some days and uh, relax and and recover from everything that have been and uh, then one day after about four or five days in his home I say to him I'm ready I'm ready to leave now I felt more stronger and I felt like I wanted to start my new life so he drove me to the hospital in this city where I am now and uh, and I go to the hospital and uh, they uh, they ask me about uh, where where I have been and I said to the United States and they asked me where did I live before I come to United States when before I was in going to United States and I say that that city and they wanted the address I had the last address I had and I say I don't remember I didn't. Uh, I I had forgot everything that was the normal life in Sweden, because I have to to uh, focus on my life to survive in United States, and have to be careful. So I have to to. Uh, get knowledge of everything in the United States 
So everything that I remember from Sweden was gone. So they they thought I I was very confused, and they said something is wrong with her because she don't remember anything where she had been in Sweden. And uh, I suppose I didn't speak Swedish either because I had not speak Swedish for for three years and uh, only when uh, my daughter have called and, and her father have talked to me and so I may be talking more English than Swedish and uh, they put me in the, into the hospital and then they find out that that I didn't have any blood blood in in me so that I have to get a new blood in my body and then when I when I was okay to leave the hospital they wanted me to only go away from the hospital and I didn't know and that was I have to drink a little and then they thought I was used to be homeless in Sweden so they thought uh, it's only to kick her out and uh, um, I um, I must have no- got the knowledge from God because I I said to the doctor that should write me out from the hospital I say it's against the law to to put out a, a person out on the on the street street after have laying in a hospital sick I say it's against the law I didn't know that but I say that so uh, God was with me in that moment so so he say say that uh, he I had to find he had to call a social service to help me to get a get a place to sleep in so he called a social service and uh, I come to the social service and a woman there she she say that um, uh, I called the lost the Swedish law is like this that if you have left Sweden then we must send you to that city that the last address you lived on in that city you should go to that social service and so they she called the social service and uh, my my husband have been so so bad in that city he um, have fooled the social service that i i lived in sweden i lived with him he have told them 
So he have got money from me, for me. Even if I was in the United States, he got the money. And he didn't pay any bills. And uh, so he he was very bad. So they kicked him out from Sweden, my, my husband. And uh, they told told the social service that they didn't want me to come to their city. And that was very, very good. I was not complaining about that because I wanted to stay in this city because I have always wanted to live in, in this city, always. This is the best city to live in. And I have dreamed about to live here. So the social service woman, she said to me that if you you go to the church, was it in that time? If you go to the church and write you in into the city, I can help you, she said to me. And this woman that was... Uh, in the social service, she was uh, this uh, communist person. Most of those people that work in this kind of job, they are socialist, they are a communist, and she didn't, uh, and they don't believe in God, those communist people. Uh, some maybe do it, but it's very, very, very rare if they do it and she didn't believe in god and but in all this way that god did for me uh, and and i was with the social service doing things for for me in my life and uh, it it happened that she started to believe in god when she saw everything that happened to me, that some something was with me that helped me in everything, and uh, I will, um, I can't uh, tell everything now. I'm going to tell you uh, in next episode and some episode what happened that caused her to start to believe in God, and. Uh, she got the reward because she helping me and uh, i know that i don't uh, tell people that uh, if you help me uh, in my life god will reward you i don't say that but i have seen that that god do it and uh, she she got reward because she helped me so very much to start my life in Sweden uh, that she uh, she become a manager for the whole uh, social service in uh, to helping homeless people. She got a top job after that she have helped me. So I know that. God reward and uh, God judge also after what people have done to me and what 
not only done what they have told me, and uh, and God knows what you are thinking, what we are thinking. He knows everything about us. You you can't uh, hide ev- anything from God. He have all the whole control, and the whole control is that He know everything about us. So that that's it's not a surprise for Him what we are doing and what we are thinking because He know it's already. Uh, but He He place place people and place things in front of us to see our reaction of it and what we will do and think about it. But he knows our future the whole time. But he he places it not for him to judge us. He places tests on us for us to learn from. It's not uh, that you say that, uh, but if he know everything about our life, then he does, doesn't need to test us. No, it's not like that kind of test. It's, it's about to make us to understand things, to make us learn from what happened. It's not about about uh, how we are thinking about a test. It's it's not a, a real test. It's uh, to educate us, to to make us um, turn our way. Um, if we if we go on the wrong way, he can push an obstacle in our way to make us go to another direction. And these things he do. It's not really a test. But he's going to tell us, everyone, me too, what I have done uh, on earth you're going to uh, I'm going to see like a like a movie like a film about my life later on when I'm in heaven and it's going to be very very embarrassing to see it what's many uh, uh, things I have done wrong and what I have said wrong and these things and uh, it's gonna be uh, not uh, only the God and and His heaven is going to judge. I think the most that's gonna judge us is ourselves. So if you if you see that movie about your life and you don't break down. And want to repent from what you have said and done in your life, then it's uh, you are gone. He's, you are going to be out from 
the sure fa face of earth. You're gonna be swept out. You're gonna be swept out from, from all uh, memories that you have exist. You are, are going to be real doomed. You are going to to go into that places for for not remembering people that they have exist. Uh, and uh, I have been there. God have shown me that place, and there you don't want to go there. It's a terrible place to be. It's not the burning fire. The burning fire, the lake of fire, what the Bible is talking about is your own uh, thinking in your brain over and over. Why, why did I do these sort of things? Your own judgment in this is the lake of fire. It's not like in those pictures that people are go, going into a fire, through, kick out in the fire. It's the fire inside you that why, because I have been in, in hell and seen people are walking around and screaming the whole time. They're screaming because they are in in hell, they are, uh, they can't hear and they can't see. And they are only walking around screaming, screaming, screaming. That's the hell of, of fire. That's the lake of fire is inside them. And there I saw that it was many that was walking around, but they could never meet each other they never touch each other they were they were thinking they were on their own and they were all they were locked in into themselves because they couldn't hear or they couldn't see and they only i didn't heard screaming from them but their faces looked like they were screaming of fear the whole time and so that's not a place you want to go to absolutely not so be careful what you are saying and doing and what uh, you judge people and these things and not doing not helping people when you should help it's not about money to help a person is to love a person. To help a stranger is to love a stranger. To uh, to not curse your enemy, but ask God to make them understand, understand God's will and uh, take them to a better place. For them to understand, for that God will educate them, to make them not curse them down, but curse them up. Instead, that's love for, for everyone. And to help everyone with the information, it doesn't need to be money. 
it's uh, to educate people and and give give help in everything information doesn't cost anything mostly doesn't it cost anything to give information to people that's love so uh, thank you for listening at me and uh, it's um, it's every time I, it's every time I, I do do this, uh, someone is coming through and want to talk because I, I say something that this spirit want to talk about. But this time I'm going to recording one episode more this evening, even if I'm sore in my throat. For talking, but if I let the spirit talking from the start, uh, my throat will not be sore because when I talk in the spirit, I don't use my voice in that same way that I do now. So I'm going to record an episode where this spirit that is on me now will talk from the start. Thank you. And God loves you. Thank you for listening.